0: welcome to training wheels our parenting podcast at central church and we are back with uh, john and stephanie hyatt who joined us uh, at our last episode Uh, we were talking about trying to help our kids navigate the the challenging world of technology and we said that cell phones aren't going away so we have to be able to train our kids uh, in the way that they should go like the scripture teaches related to technology um, we know that technology can be both helpful and destructive. Um, so so John and, and Steph, thanks for joining us again uh, this week. Um, at the end of our conversation last time, Stephanie, you, you started talking about kind of monitoring things in, on your kids' phones related to social media and that kind of thing. Um, uh, when we talked with you, you stressed the importance of monitoring your kids' friends mm-hmm. digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and John, you told me that it's, it's become a common practice of universities with recruiting and companies in hiring. Uh, why is this valuable?
1: Well, I think what we need to realize is that students are more connected now than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like students in Sioux Falls all across the city are following each other on Instagram have private stories through Snapchat, you know, are doing TikToks. All the kids know each other, and they're all connected in some way. Mm -hmm. So there's none of this, I don't know, I have this feeling I want to protect my kids from certain situations. But through social media, it's just really, it's a Mm free-for-all, kind of. And I don't mean that to sound like overly strict or protective, but it just feels that way. They're all communicating with each other. Mm -hmm. And so um, many times when we'll go to basketball games in Rapid City or Watertown or track meets in Huron, um, our boys will say, hey, I got three more followers after that game, or I added two more people after that meet. And so they're just all intermingling on social media. And so I just think it's just really wise for parents just to make social media a part of the dinner time conversation I think at first when our boys were on it, we weren't talking about it. We didn't really understand how much influence it was having over Mm. them. And so now we'll just say like, hey, what's going on in your digital world? Or, you know, who are the top 10 friends that you're snapping? Or, um, you know, who do you have private stories with on Snapchat? So we're just really trying hard to take things out of the dark and bring them into the light. Because, I mean, more than ever, you just notice that if it's not in their phone... They're just not listening to it. And so we also find ways to kind of influence them, um, you know, like vaping and wearing. Um, seat belts are really important now and especially with with young students and so we'll send them like little news stories through our family chat about vaping or about Mm -hmm. car accidents or driving recklessly Mm -hmm. you know so we're we're finally in tune to like okay if it's not in their phone they're not listening Mm -hmm. and so it really just has changed how how you think about parenting in a way
2: I mean, I'll send the boys like I'll see something on Twitter, some like thing that I think is cool related to maybe it's sports or maybe it's just some inspiring story or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll send that to them, and I'll get immediate
0: responses from them. Right, you know. That's so it's awesome. like, but to try to get their they're attention when they're calculus. like sitting next to you, <laughs>
2: <They're probably laughs> you
0: probably. know, um, right. So it really changes the way you communicate with your kids.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Well,
2: and and what I've seen, this was interesting. We, you know, when we were taking um, some recruiting visits, we were talking to one of the coaches and you know, he said, you know, the deeper we get into this, he says, we'll, we'll actually hire a service to do a deep dive into, into potential athletes, social media accounts. And mm-hmm. we were like, wow. Like, it, and that's different from like, just hey, looking at some of the things, but right. you know, they're looking for, who are you friends with? What are you liking? What are you posting? They're, they're looking at character mm. in that. And the same thing happens in hiring. I, you know, I have this friend of, of ours that we went to college with. He, he does, he's like a recruiter. And He posted something on facebook the other day from john gordon who's like a author and speaker and kind of a culture and leadership guy and he said yeah hiring managers he's like he said they look at resumes but he said they're really looking at what people are putting on social just to Mm. just to kind of learn what is this person about what are they like you know that's really kind of an indicator of of who they are
0: so do your kids know that like do you talk to them about hey what you're putting out there, could absolutely. Affect your job could affect your school. You know, they're teenagers, no so
1: they've they've heard it, but I don't think that they really get it. You know, they're mm-hmm. just not mature enough to really understand it all. So, um, do you think when Tyler heard that from that coach, that that really made an impact on him?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he heard it, and you know, you just what well, they're teenagers, of course, so it, it, you don't know how long that it kind of they feel still yeah. invincible. I think yeah, the one it's... the one thing we have said though is like you know when Stephanie was talking about the darkness. I mean, Snapchat really is the darkness because that those are messages that go that go away, mm-hmm. like they don't you know in terms of like we could never see what that is, what they've posted or what that kind of thing. Um, but it's easy for kids to take screenshots of that stuff. So if you're um, An idiot and send something (laughs) stupid to people they can screenshot it and that could be around forever so we talk about that a lot as though like you know we sometimes we talk about hey don't send anything that you wouldn't send to like the family group text or, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're kind of giving them, giving them that filter. So You may
1: have um, just educated some parents really helpful right resources. now <laughs> just to know <laughs> that we're much had about had So, time time so, so yes. as a couple,
2: yes. we also decided to do that this
1: summer. There were a couple different families that we have been connecting with on Facebook for 12 years, and we have never hung out with them in in real life. And so, and we really like their their children. And so we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we started hanging out with the parents? What I wonder if our Boys would start hanging out with their children, and um, and it happened. It happened, mm. and it was really just a really good reminder that you know social media is great, but hanging out in real life has a, a yeah. major impact on people. Yeah. And so they're still friends today. We still hang out with the, the couples. Um, me and this uh, woman, we are now like in our own Bible study together. Mm. So it's been great. That's yeah. awesome. And I love the intentionality you guys are bringing to modeling so many things for them in the digital world. It's just great. And we talked in the first episode about when it comes down to it, you really feel like this is a heart issue. And yet you've also decided to put some guardrails or boundaries in place related to cell phone use. So tell us about what you've decided for your family that you can do and is working for you with boundaries. Okay. So, um... We've said this before, but they don't get their phones until 14, and that's really hard for them, but we don't care. <laughs> and then they can text people, but they don't get social media until until high school, and not until the second semester of high school. And so uh, we just want them to, you know, hang out with people in high school, get a feel for who who their classmates are. But the hard are. thing
2: about high school is if you're not on Snapchat, I mean, that's where social life happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you get in a group chat. And that's where they're planning all those things. Right. So not having it, like you are you are they are gonna be left out yeah. if they don't but have it's it. It's
1: just one semester, so we figure they'll mm-hmm. live. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and then um, we don't let them charge their phones in their bedrooms. And so this was a really major issue for us. When our boys got when our oldest got his phone there were families that were that had had phones for three four and five years you know older kids and we just were hearing the problems that was hap- that were happening and we're like well I think that maybe not charging their phones in their room is a good idea so that's what we decided to do um, because of their accessibility to porn mm-hmm. um, that was really concerning to us but also just that that being alone in a room dark mm-hmm. you're by yourself Um, so verses like first Thessalonians five, five through eight, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober for those who sleep, sleep at night and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breast breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. So that was kind of. Like, you know, after knowing some families who had been through some things and then just knowing what the Bible says about the darkness and secrets, Mm -hmm. we just felt like that was just the best idea.
2: Well, and we have those, they charge their phones in our bedroom. But what it does is it really creates like, okay, this is the end of the day. Uh-huh. Right. So they come in, they charge their phones in our bedroom. And really that's an opportunity for us to pray with them. They still want us to do that, which uh-huh. we love the fact that they still want that. Yeah. But it, it is that time. So it, it, it brings them together. It's charge the phones. We get to. It's we probably even, the best live conversation we have with them ever during the day.
1: Yeah. We don't even have to ask them. They just do it without being told. It's hmm. just part of the routine. Yeah.
0: So What I love... Uh, hyatts is your approach to this it's it's not naive uh thinking well um you know we're gonna we're gonna put blocks on and they're not gonna figure it out no you're you're wise enough to say they'll get around it so it's a hard issue Mm -hmm. but you have guardrails. but you also recognize the need to to develop maturity in your kids because they're gonna go away to college Mm -hmm. they're gonna be on their own you're not gonna be able to police them all the time Mm -hmm. so it's changing the heart but also setting some things in place uh, like the phone charging at night, that's going to try to preserve them and keep them from uh, walking in the darkness. Uh, thanks so much for sharing with us. We appreciate yes. you guys and your your transparency, um, parents. I hope those of you that are listening are, are grasping something from this and and figuring out how to how to manage your kids in a in a, uh, a lifetime of technology. So God bless you. We'll catch you next time.